Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hi. What you all doing? Hey, Hunk of Dennis. Hey, hey Hunk of Dennis. Hey, Hunk of Hey, y'all, Hunk of Dennis. Well, shit, I got a story about Mrs. Faye Dunaway. <laughs> yes, of well, course shit, I will. Hunk of Dennis. I won. We should just start the episode. Hi, everybody. It's okay. Hello. No, this is it. We'll just say this is the intro. I'm sorry. Kevin and I were, Kevin asked me if I was watching Leslie Jordan on Instagram. You know, it's, it's, you find these things, these little sparks of joy in your day. And it could be something, something as simple as Leslie Jordan on uh, the old Instagram. And boy, he is funny if you're not following leslie jordan on instagram stop what get, you're doing get the to instagram and get go the to an instagram leslie jordan and if you say who's leslie jordan that's a, who is she no 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 oh no as the minute you see him you're gonna say oh that 80s movie oh that 90s movie. <laughs> ski patrol oh, anybody that movie i i loved i loved that movie rob that was one ski of patrol ski movie. patrol is a good movie Caddy, Caddyshack and ski, ski patrol Actually, and Caddyshacker. i watched well, it the other night it holds up. He's funny. He's got Leslie hair. Jordan's He's a funny. Genius. Oh God! So yeah, go ahead watch him. But he talks to the camera like it's your best friend. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. If somebody could get Leroy Reams on Instagram, I think he could give Leslie Jordan a run for his money. Uh, Leroy, although there's a cap, so followers. There's a cap on the time. I think for and language, language and language that'll be a problem with Leroy. We're going to have a little bit of an issue there. Did you see him on his couch, just sitting there in, the, in his drawing room and just telling the a divan. story and like giving all of the tea. Yeah. Oh, and folks, if there is one wish I have for all of our listeners, it is that you get to spend at least an hour, if not two, with Leroy Reams. And you just say, say one name and it's like uh, throwing a pebble into a pond. It'll just ripple and ripple and ripple. He's the you best. Know, go and listen to some of our interviews with him, please. Or <laughs> our, our, our in, in memoriams that we've had with him. We've oh, spent a lot of time with the great man. The in um, There's a lot of hours there for you to listen to if you would like to. Um, he's, that's he, a great way to spend time with him because it's, it's real. That what you hear is what you get. What you hear is what you get. And I love that man so freaking much. Um, hey, okay. So first of all, a little bit of sad news. We didn't get to talk about this last week because last week we had a hysterical guest on. Philip came on as Pam Goldberg and was hysterical. But yes. Shetler Studios and Theaters, where oh, we did this podcast for years, has now closed its doors and is no longer in operation because of um, the quarantine. So we will not be recording at Shetler anymore, which makes me so brokenhearted. They were so kind to us and so accommodating. And we just I just wanted to take a moment just to say how much I appreciated everything that they had done for us. And um, please support, support whatever local arts and arts businesses you can, because just like that, it can be gone. Imagine all those pianos, all those, and they'd just taken over NOLA Studios. The old NOLA was on the what, 11th floor. So they just invested all that money, you know, and who would have thought that, you know, something like this would come along. And, and after 40 something, you know, 40 years or so, um, boy, what, and I, that's, I know you did too, Rob. That's, that's, if I had clients coaching or whatever, where do you want to work? Uh, Shetler, 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 Shetler. Oh, we Shetler. They sponsored us. I mean, like it's. 
Jen Tepper and I just got interviewed by NPR about like what this means for the, the closing of Shetler. And I was saying the one thing, and this is hard to articulate if you've never been there, it just sort of levels every single person and puts everybody on the same playing field because no matter who you are in, your, in that building, you're there to work. Whether you're like the biggest star <laughs> or just coming out of college, everyone is on the same playing field. And I was telling this story, and this is a true story. I was at Shetler one day and there's two elevators. There's two elevators to go into the main lobby. And it was a senior class from a college. And one of the girls was getting on the elevator. She had just finished her showcase. And she said, all I want to do is become rich and famous and have an amazing career. And as she said that, I swear to you, Kevin, the other elevator doors opened and Christine Baranski strolled out. <laughs> and was, I swear to you. And was going to a voice lesson. And I was thinking to myself, where else but here can you meet someone who's at the starting line and someone who's at the peak of their, of their career at the same time? And it levels them. They were both there to work. It was about the work. So we are going to miss Shetler Studios and Theater. Um, it was a really away. great. Yeah. yeah. Um, we wish everyone over there the best. And God, I hope they'll come back at some point, but who knows? But yeah, so that's, that's that. So sorry, we miss you, Shetler. It's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But on a Thank positive you. note, Kevin, tell everyone what we did last Saturday. Folks, we had the first ever Behind the Curtain Broadway's Living Legends Broadway Trivia Night. It was so much fun. Rob and I hosted it. I attempted to be at the piano. Uh, we, were, we, 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 we had over almost 50 50 people join us uh, on this event uh, and listeners who are there. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, we, it was so much fun. And uh, there was so many kind, so many kind, kind words that we are doing it again this Saturday night. Um, this Saturday night, Rob, the category is 1970s musicals. The theme is 1970s musicals. Ooh. So all the questions will revolve Ooh. around the 70s. Don't worry. Whether you're a novice or whether you're Peter Felicia, there are questions for all of you. So please, please, please. That's come. right. That's right. Yep. And the way that I will we, tell you. Um, oh, yes. Go ahead, please. No, go ahead, please. I just wanted to say, no, it just as, as, and I know, but I had uh, two friends. I mean, two friends, my family, my, my wife and my sister and, and they're, I know they're biased, but they don't know. They're not a big, uh, they're fans of musical theater. They love it, but not like we do. They didn't even play. They had a blast. They loved, they loved just being a part of it, I must say. So I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's fun if you are joining us for trivia um, but also if you just want to feel the energy of that, because everyone's face is there and you are a part of a real fun environment is, I guess, what also I wanted, wanted to say. And it's sassy and you get to also, it's kind of cool. At least it's, I think it's very cool for us. We've had so many listeners like you who've supported us from the beginning. So to see them online and to interact with them and for them to interact with each other, it's just a very cool experience. And we plan on doing this just about every weekend if we can. So this yes. week, the theme is 1970s musicals, Annie, Chorus Line, Seesaw, The Wiz, all that fun stuff, Chicago, that'll all be in there. And the way that you get to and the lesser known ones. Oh, we have some lesser known ones. Get, get ready. Um, and the way that you play is, is um, you donate $5 to us on Venmo. You can donate it to Robert dash schneider dash five um and all the proceeds for each event go to a different nonprofit that are helping artists struggling because of the quarantine so this week our charity is the american association of community theaters uh because they are struggling 
So last week was Artist Relief Fund. Um, so please come out. It, all, all the money goes to them, and it's a really good cause. So I hope you'll come and join us. Uh, but every Saturday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, um, done on Zoom. And once you give us the five bucks, we'll tell you, give you the Zoom link. But we had a good time. Mm-hmm. And Kevin's going to play more this week. We're very excited about oh, that. Oh, yes. He's got a piano, kids. Kevin, it's time, all set up. it's time for a favorite yes. thing. Well... Rob, keeping in, in the theme of the 70s, I, was, I thought I would tie it all in uh, together. Uh, so I thought I, would, I, would, uh, <laughs> I would, thought I would feature, um, uh, uh, my favorite thing would be from the 70s. Um, I can't say that this will be on our trivia. I don't know, actually. I don't think it, I don't know. We'll see. Um, maybe I'll play some music from it. But uh, this has actually been, I've, I've long been fascinated, Rob, um, and the listeners, perhaps you're the same. You know, when you've had a great composer or lyricist who had a big hit show um, in their early in their career or the middle part of their career, but they continued to write shows later on. Well, it's not like they became hacks. They just, it just didn't, it's really hard to create a great show and to tell the great story. But a composer, is still a great composer so you know there's some you know there's some shows that I always they're kind of like little gems that were never hits but i like them so this is one of them this is i'm gonna i, I the show is my favorite thing the cast album is is of the show um it actually happened a year after the show uh, exited um and so i i don't consider the i for the because it's not in the 70s this was this happened in 79 and the cast album actually came out in 80 if we're going to be technical um but I've long loved the score of this show. I thought it's, it's so charming. The team had had a big hit earlier in their career, like 17 years earlier. Did they have two career. big hits in their career? Oh, I'm sure. They also had movies. They, they wrote, well, they had big movie hits. They wrote a lot of movie, movie songs together. But is, um, no. What, go, go. Is it Carmelina? It most certainly is Carmelina. Well done, Rob. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So Carmelina, well done. So the team behind Carmelina, I know I'm like, uh, just praise hands all around. Um, This came out in April 8th, 1979. It ran 17 performances at the St. James Theater. And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> I think that song is so beautiful. Uh, One more walk around the garden, absolutely gorgeous. So, you're, so the team behind this is they had hits before them. I mean, it, in, in earlier in their career, we're talking Alan J. Lerner, Burton Lane on a clear day you can see forever. Uh, Joseph Stein, uh, who's a f- just well-renowned book writer, gave us Fiddler and umpteen other amazing books. Um, but the, on this collaboration, they were called Carmelina. Uh, it's they some later on they said it was not based on this, but everyone else in all the books say it was based on a film called Buena Sera, Mrs. Campbell, um, which also might be called Mamma Mia because it's about, about an Italian woman who this now you have to imagine this is uh, takes place in the 60s. So it, in the World War during World War Two, she had three liaisons when, when she was younger and she had three liaisons with American soldiers, three different soldiers. Uh, and then of course they went on their way and she went on her way. And then this takes place 20 years later, 17 years later. And her daughter, Josie, Josie de Guzman, uh, in, in, in the original, um, <laughs> just to throw her name in there. Cause why not? Stop name dropping um, Kev. <laughs> Forget it. You know, famous people. So She's like the daughter. And oh my God, tickling me. Um, 
And so, yeah, so she's got to figure out the dad. The, the show, uh, the score, though, guys, the score is tar- charming. Now, if the reviews were brutal, the out-of-town reviews for this were, like, what do they say? Wait, what was in the Boston? I think they said, Carmelina makes Sarah Va look good. <laughs> How dare you, Comfortova. I mean, now, talk about insider. If you thought the last joke was insider, now that's even more Comfortova. Exactly. So, uh, Sarah Va, of course, was a show that also played probably did not do so well. Um so they, they they knew they needed changes and they knew they needed to make, uh, you know, all these corrections as you do. But the, every, everybody was fighting. Everybody, they were all just at each other. Um, and so they did not, they hardly changed a single thing uh, before they came into New York City. Um, and then it was just, you know, they just destroyed it. Um, the big argument, of course, is that this was a dated score. You have to remember this is 1979. Who won the Tony Award for Best Musical Score? Sweeney Todd. I mean, that was completely changed everything. Now, they were nominated. The only nomination for this show that ran 17 performances in 1979 was they got a Tony nomination for best original score because the score is good. So the cast album came out like a year later. Um, and I'm a woman. I'm a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, give me that vamp. Oh yeah. That's, I love when like, they were like, Oh, we have to sound pop, but we, all we know is traditional musical theater. But if we give it, I'm a woman could have been a good disco song. Oh, (laughs) Seriously, and it was sung by Georgia Brown, who was you may people you may not remember her name. I mean, our some of our listeners do, of course, but she was in Oliver. She was you know the original uh, with Nancy and and Oliver. Um, uh, and so that was her big thing. And then she really never had a big hit after that. Um, but the score ca- has almost everybody from the original cast. The only one missing is Cesare Sieppe, uh, Cesare Sieppe, uh, who was uh, who I just talked about a couple weeks ago for Bravo Giovanni. Um, he was in the original cast, and I think uh, word was he had such a not a good time doing the original <laughs> that he said, "You know what, guys." I'm okay. I don't need to do the cast album. I'm good. Oh boy, I'm fine. I'm good. So uh, Paul Sorvino then took over. Paul Sorvino um, was a Bruce Yucko special man. Original cast it's album. A- I mean, that was this is one of the early Bruce Yucko albums too. I might say an early Yucko. Listeners who know this. a young Yucko. You can all listen to our Yucko interview, and if you want to know about more of that interview, you should just listen to other episodes around that time period because we definitely we had some Bruce. events, guys. We, we had love some Bruce. There were some special. There were some special times back then. I can't wait for this podcast to end so we can write a book about it. (laughs) The off the record, you know, off the the record, behind the curtain, behind the curtain. Oh, Oh, that's a good one. I like that behind the curtain, behind the curtain. Yeah. Um, so to sum up, uh, the reason why I'm bringing up Carmelita is not just because it's a musical from the 70s and that's our p- trivia night is on Saturday. It's the 70s. Uh, it, it's because it's probably not going to be the answer to any question, but it's it, the reason why I love it. And Rob's shaking his head. Um, is, Should have been. Now a, I'm angry. It's a catchy, it's a catchy score, guys. Um, it's, it's a gem. It's one of those scores, like I was saying to, at the beginning, is that, um, you know, it was still great writers. It, yes, the argument was at the time that this was so dated. Like, why are we have something so old? We want Sweeney Todd. We, and if you can imagine yourself in that time period, or you, listeners, if you were in that time period, speak up. Let us know. Did you see this? Tell me. Um, but I think now putting it on the lens of history and looking back and saying, hey, how about this score? It's a gem. I think there's some really nice songs in it. Listen to some, One More Walk Around the Garden. Listen to Someone in April. Listen to Why Him. Listen to I'm a Woman. Um, it's catchy, smart. They're bright. It's fun. So Carmelina is my favorite thing. I love that. And folks, if you got the chance to see it, maybe about a year or so ago, the York Theater did it as yeah. part of their Musicals and Mufti series. Did we see it together? I can't remember. 
I did not because I saw the I, they did it in Mufti uh, like twelve years earlier. It's and like I one saw of, that version. Yeah, I, I feel like it's one that they like bring out every few years. This production right. was fabulous, and it could have actually yeah. had I think a longer run if they wanted it to. Uh, it was Andrea Burns, and it was just marvelous. But yep. yeah. Carmelina, great score. I'm so happy you chose it, Kevin. I'm so happy that you oh, went you. into the 1970s theme because I, I do love that score. And I think there's some clips on YouTube of her singing I'm a Woman. I and tried to find stuff. I couldn't find I'm pretty that. sure there's a clip somewhere. And I don't know what it's from, but it's like Len Cariou and a couple of other guys. And they're singing One More Walk Around the Garden. Yeah, the, yeah, one more walk around the garden. Yeah, it's up there somewhere. I I will find it, but I know that I've seen it go by oh, okay. before. Um, and I do uh, love I do love I'm a woman. It's 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 a great one. So yeah, go ahead, listen to that. All right, my favorite thing, sir. What do you have? Well, please. It, uh, it honors um, a position that I think we've talked about many times on our Tony broadcasts as not getting the credit that they deserve, and that's the role of a music director. Now, oh. but I want to get really specific because this was literally a YouTube rabbit hole that I was like, what is this? Don't ask why. Somehow on my YouTube, it came up um, the, like a critic's reel of Smile. And I love Smile. Oh, I for, know. Yeah. For Disneyland, if nothing else. Disneyland. Magic Kingdom. I want to go to. Yes. But, uh, I will go to. That's it. Take That's your time, it. girls. Disneyland. That, yes. That right before I have found that was also a big showcase song that I remember. You would just see jewel tone dresses like crazy belting out Disneyland. Um, and nobody did it as good as Jody Benson. So everyone get the hell out of the way. Ever. Right? Was it Jody Benson who sang it? Is now? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the person's a channel had a couple of other like Broadway things on there. And there was something I had never seen before. And I'm like, what is this goodness? I was fascinated. So here's what you're going to type in folks. Peter Howard, <gasps> WNYC pledge breaks. You might be like, what the hell am I talking about? One more time. It's Peter Howard, WNYC pledge breaks okay so for those of you that are unaware peter howard was one of the most accomplished uh musical directors and arrangers and composers of dance music uh in the 1960s and 70s of musical theater he did such shows as ready for this sound of music carnival i can get it for you wholesale hello dolly 1776 chicago annie barnum um, the baby tap dance kid, um, the infamous into the light and also crazy for you. Well, it seems that in 1986, there was a 13 part television series on WNYC, which is PBS called all the world's a stage. I have not seen this show. I never heard of this show, but in between they did pledge breaks the same way that they still do today, where it's like, give us $3,000 and you get a tote bag. So what they did for this one was they put Peter Howard at his piano with all of the posters of the shows he worked on behind him. And he gives you a little history about his career as a music director. And he sits there and he plays Do Re Mi from Sound of Music. Um, he talks about how he did the dance music for Carnival. He plays all that jazz and plays the dance arrangement for it. And it's absolutely fantastic. So he did about four different takes of it, all with different songs. And that is what's posted on YouTube right now. So it's Peter Howard, 
WNYC pledge breaks. If nothing else, just watch his artistry playing that piano, especially when he gets to the Chicago section. All of that dance music that we love, that's Peter Howard. So uh, we talk about this a lot when it comes to Tony time, which normally would be around the corner for us, in which we talk about how the role of the music director is such an important role in the creation of a musical and gets very little acknowledgement uh, and doesn't even get uh, a Tony Award nomination. So Peter Howard, I think, is justification on why that should change because he really does a nice job of explaining what he does. And hearing him play these melodies, knowing that this is how it was taught to the cast, it's his way of thinking of how the piece should go, it's the composer's way of thinking the piece should go, there's something really, really special about that. Um, he also does a lot of songs in there from the Tap Dance Kid. I think he's hoping that that's going to be a big success. I just don't know. He seems to like the Tap Dance Kid, maybe because that's what he was working on at the time. But that's mine. So type in YouTube, Peter Howard, WNY. See pledge breaks. Wow, I'm so impressed, Rob. I, I mean, it's like the one I'm looking at right now. WNYC pledge breaks 131 views. Uh, I mean, these I are think not, I these might are, be 130. These are, these are hidden gem. I'm just so impressed, and because this is, you know, I never would have known about this, and I this is straight up my alley. And this, and and not, and you you listed all of his legendary shows, but I also will say that he he influenced the sound of arrangements. You know, so many Barbara Streisand songs, so many pop songs. You know, he he created that 60s, 70s. You know, he helped contribute at least to that sort of sound. That you know that those musicians really were that special. You know, and so I've actually never. I've never seen him in action. So, I mean, really, I've heard his stuff, but I'm so Wait, wait so till you, you watch, Kev, especially the Chicago yeah, that's section. that's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And it's on a YouTube channel called Buddy Plummer. And if you I don't know this. who that is, Buddy Plummer is one of the characters in Follies. <laughs> Follies. So, between him and you're going to love tomorrow's YouTube channel, I think we're doing... And Princess, Aurora, and Princess uh, Spider-Woman or Aurora Spider-Woman. Aurora Spider-Woman. Yeah. We know who that is. We're not allowed to say them. we know who it is. That's right. All right. So that's it. Once again, Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time trivia. You can find the information on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or you can just uh, Venmo us, Robert-Schneider-5, number five, five bucks, and it's going to go to the American Association of Community Theaters. I love it. Can't wait. That's it. All right. So hopefully we'll see you Saturday, and if not, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, folks. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 